Hello there, thanks for joining me in the podcast today. Learning, that's my topic, learning. You know, that's uh, a big issue uh, as we look at school kids now uh, reorienting themselves to the classroom and to the learning situation and circumstances of life. So let's take a look at the issue of learning. Recently, I um, came uh, involved in a project uh, with the Great Courses and the topic on which uh, I'll be participating is on learning. And I'd like to just share a few thoughts about learning today to introduce the idea of the Great Courses. Now, the Great Courses on Learning uh, is designed for teachers to help them become professionally uh, up-to-date on the learning process and uh, how kids learn and what they need to keep in mind so that kids learn well and learn effectively under their leadership as a teacher. So um, what I'd like to do now is to just uh, introduce the idea of learning. The best way to do it is this. Imagine being born with a certain level of ability. And from that moment on, no learning takes place. You don't acquire any new skills. You don't acquire any new knowledge. You don't uh, gain uh, a better way of life by learning uh, skills and learning knowledge and learning facts and learning uh, how to navigate life. Whatever you're born with, you're born with, and that's it, period. And you can't acquire any new learning. You wouldn't learn tennis. You wouldn't learn how to play golf. You wouldn't learn how to drive a car. You wouldn't learn how to cook meals. There's no learning. Just imagine a world in which no learning takes place without the ability to learn. You know, and the best way to understand that, of course, is to understand dementia, Alzheimer's. Similar to that is the fact that Alzheimer's people lose what they learned, but they don't acquire any new learning. So they're kind of halfway down the road on that issue of learning. They don't learn anything new, but they forget what they did know. The loss as well as a absence of anything new in their life. What a way to live life, life without learning. Well, Well, fortunately, I should say, fortunately, we don't have life like that. Our life is filled with learning. We learn. We learn every day. We learn to play tennis. We learn to play golf. We learn to drive a car. We learn our spelling lists. We learn to read. We learn to understand history. We learn to deal with uh, events of life better than we did in the past, and so on. Learning is a daily experience for us, and we study topics, and we study issues, and we study facts so that our life will be enriched when we put all these facts and knowledge and experiences together and we live life differently in the future than we did in the past. That's learning. The acquisition of new information, the acquisition of new skills, so that we live a much better life, a more holistic life from then on. So learning is critical and the classroom is the critical place in which we learn how to learn. And that's what education is all about. Learning how to learn. Now, let's, let me give you a facts, some facts about learning. We'll be taught in the course that I'm referring to, and uh, we'll study these things in greater detail. But here's the relationship between learning and sleep. A good night's sleep helps you learn better than if you did not have a good night's sleep. Now, that's true of children, that's true of adults, it's true of youth. A good night's sleep facilitates learning and facilitates memory, but also A good night's sleep after you have learned something also facilitates learning and retention and memory. Both help learning. A good night's sleep before the learning process and a good night's sleep after the learning process. So if you're studying a subject or you're 
preparing for an examination, you're going to take a test of some kind, make sure that you have a good night's sleep, study the material, and then have a good night's sleep after you study the material and go take the test. You'll do much better. So it isn't just a matter of spending time on the topic or the issues or the book or the article that you're reading. It's also true that you facilitate your brain for the learning process by sleep before and after the learning event. Okay, that's very important for kids and for, and for youth to understand that, okay? Here's a second point about learning. Repetition. You know, if, you, if you're going to learn a spelling list, if you're going to learn your mathematics, you're going to learn your tenses, you're going to learn your nouns, you're going to learn your pronouns, etc., etc., make sure that you have repetition as you go through the list. Put 10 items on a list as an example, and then repeat that, and repeat it, and repeat it, and repeat it, and repeat it. And then from memory, check yourself out as to whether you have learned it or not. The general rule is that you should have at least two perfect trials before you can conclude that you have learned the list, that you have learned the material. So repetition is extremely important in the learning process. Not just reading something once and getting the idea of it, but memorizing it through repetition. Here's another learning uh, factor. It's called the mix-and-match uh, phenomenon, or mix-and-match idea of learning. If you're going to learn to play tennis, the general idea is, okay, just work on your forehand. And then after a day or two or three or four practices, then work on your backhand. Or the idea of, go ahead and learn tennis today, and learn tennis tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day, and the next And then after a period of time, learn golf. In other words, segment your learning experience from topic to topic or event to event. That's not how learning is best conducted. Learning a new skill is best conducted when you mix and match. In other words, in tennis, work on forehand for a brief period of time and then work on backhand. And then go back to forehand and then go back to backhand. And then do forehand and then do backhand. Go back and forth, mix and match. Play golf today and play tennis tomorrow. And then play golf today and then play tennis the next day. And so on. Mix and match. Give your brain a rest of one learning and let it take on the learning of a different skill altogether. So don't just stay in one mode of activity that you're going to learn. Learn two or three things. Learn two or three aspects of a topic or of an issue and then mix and match it and you'll do better in your learning. Learn hard words, learn soft words, mix them all together. Okay, then, what about the idea of facts and ideas and concepts? We have what we call short-term learning and long-term learning. Short-term learning is what you take in in the first split seconds of acquiring a particular knowledge or being exposed to some task or to some idea. Learning a list, for instance. It's what goes into short-term memory, just in the first split seconds of time. It then goes into what we call long-term memory, and there it is stored for long-term usage. The problem is you forget during short-term memory, during that split second, and you forget when you transfer information from short-term to long-term memory. That could take a matter of seconds or so. So you'll forget there, you get loss of learning there, and then you acquire it in your long-term memory system of the brain, and there you keep it, there you store it, and there you remember it for long-term usage and future usage. So remember learning is a process. Facts are learned in short-term memory. Knowledge and perspective and appreciation is learned in long-term memory. Let me give you an example. I visited Atlanta and participated in the uh, participated in the display of Jim Crow laws 
that were in effect in the turn of the century, in the early 1900s. Uh, Jim Crow laws, of course, obviously separated out the black from the white, treated them differently, and obviously treated the blacks less humanely than the whites. But nonetheless, our, our country was run by a series of laws that we call the Jim Crow laws. Favored the white, disfavored the black. Now, when I go, now that was several years ago I did that trip and that visit and that study and learning about Jim Crow laws. So over time, here's what happens. Facts fade away. Facts are remembered and are stored in short-term memory. They fade away. They're gone quickly. They're gone from your memory bank relatively soon. Probably by the time that I left Atlanta, I had forgotten many of the facts of the Jim Crow laws. But you know, the interesting thing is, long-term memory, the information that passed on into the long-term memory, I remember. And that means I remember have an appreciation for what took place in that time in history. I have an appreciation for the black people and what they experienced. I have an appreciation for the world that visited that part of the country and was exposed to the Jim Crow laws. I can understand and have a perspective and an appreciation for living up, living in a world like that as white versus living in a world like that that's black. You see, long-term memory, we remember the experience. We remember the, the overall gist of it. Short-term memory, remember the facts. That we forget. Don't criticize yourself for forgetting facts. Probably the most important element of learning for most of us and most of the time is understanding the event, having appreciation for a time in history, having appreciation for an event that's just taken place, having a knowledge of what had happened in the world at a particular period of time. That's long-term memory. So our brain is kind of kind of works in parts and pieces. Parts that are short-term memory operate differently and separately from the aspects of our brain and parts of our brain that are involved in long-term memory. So it's not just we remember something or we forget something. We forget some things, but we remember other things greatly and with appreciation. So that's the idea of learning. Learning is complex. Learning is very um, involved and very interactive and very much part of our daily experience. And each person has a, an experience different from every other person. We don't learn the same. We don't retain facts the same. We don't experience and we don't retain experiences the same. It's a very individualistic experience. And as a parent, it's your responsibility to learn how your children learn and to see that your child is going to a classroom with a teacher that teaches him how to learn. It's how we learn that's very important in the long run. Not so much what we learn at any particular point in time, although that may be necessary and may be helpful. It's that perspective of learning how to learn so that your life is enriched, your life blossoms, your life goes forward and enjoys new experiences and new knowledge and new skills and new people and new topics and issues and experiences that we all can have. Don't think of yourself as living in a world where no learning takes place. You think of yourself as a person who has gone to school and has participated in a school experience where you have learned to learn. And yet because you have learned to learn, your life is rich. Your life is invigorated. Your life is, has blossomed. Your life has reached out into the world of the unknown. 
and the unexperienced. It becomes a part of the enrichment of your life every day. And as you enrich the people in your life every day, parent to child, teacher to classroom, husband to wife, wife to husband, minister to parishioners, and so on. As we pass knowledge along, as we pass the learning experience along, and as we help each other enrich through the learning process. Well, nice to have you with me, and thanks for joining in, and have a good learning experience this week. Pay attention to what you learn new. Appreciate it, and spread the knowledge with someone else. And if you're a teacher, look forward to the course from the great courses on learning. It will be something you can take and enrich your teaching experience, but also advance you in your educational professional career. Bye for now.